Thank you for tuning in to Prodigal's Orthodox, a podcast sponsored by Prodigal Son Eastern Catholic Church, an inclusive and independent Eastern Catholic parish under the Omophorion of Ioannis Gregorios, the Metropolitan of the Eastern Rite Connection of the Convergent Christian Communion. Please join together with me as we start this podcast in a time of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever, and into the ages of ages. Amen. Rarely do I use my love of Disney in homilies. However, warning, Disney spoilers may occur in this homily. I watched a movie called Encanto last night, and Disney always does a good job, but this movie had me crying for about two-thirds of the movie. For those of you who haven't seen it, plug your ears, I'm sorry I'm ruining it for you, but essentially it's the story of this girl who's whose family was persecuted and had to leave their home in a part of Colombia and move to another part of Colombia. And as they think they've reached their promised land, the settlers come and the father goes to defend the family and you see this scene where he reaches his hand out and then it, the camera goes to the face of the grandmother of the family and it, it shows that we know he's passed. And she falls down crying into the river and she prays that everything will be all right. And this candle that she had, this normal candle, lights itself and it becomes the encanto, the charm of the family madrigal, which from, from her generation onward, any child that was born was born with a gift. And then we have our main character, Maribel, who comes along and she goes, it's now become a ceremony in the family that on your seventh birthday you go up and you receive your gift. And this magical door appears and that's your new home and house in the, or room in the family house, La Casita. La Casita is interesting because La Casita is a home that can talk, but it doesn't speak. It uses things like going with a door hinge to say hello. And it seems, ironically, that Maribel is the only one who can completely understand what La Casita is saying. But she goes up for her ceremony to receive her gift, and this beautiful door starts to illuminate, and it stops and goes back to the ground, and Maribel is the cursed madrigal, uh, part of the family Madrigal, who is left without a gift. So at the beginning of the movie, we're learning about all the different family members and how each family member has their gifts. And Maribel feels like she's a part of the family, but then she kind of feels alone because she's the only one without a gift. And her, her uh, younger nephews 
the seventh birthday has come and it's time for him to receive his gift. And he receives it. But then during the party of his gift reception, the house starts to crack. Things start to fall apart. And we learn that the, deep down, all of the people who have the gifts are concerned. They're nervous about something. And this, this concern has grown into a stress that's the unspoken stress of the family that is literally causing this miracle that brought the family together to fall apart. And there's this guy named Bruno, but we don't talk about Bruno. He's the wild one, and this is kind of where it got me thinking. He's kind of the John the Baptist of the family. Because he literally says to everyone throughout the story before he banishes himself, hey, watch out, this is coming, we need to prepare for this. But because the family Madrigal sees it as a, as a bad interpretation of the future, they write it off. And then something bad happens, and he's like, I, I told you so. And so he goes and he goes away. Well, Meribel, when she starts to see the house falling apart, she hears the whispers that Bruno may have her prophecy and what she's supposed to do. So there's this long journey, but essentially she finds out whether the family is brought together or is destroyed is up to her. So she goes and says, without this gift, how can I do anything to help what's going on? The family starts to lose its powers. The house starts to fall apart. And we find out that Maribel's duty was to be the one who reminds the family of what having the gifts were all about. So great, beautiful story, right? I'm already crying the whole time, but the part that really got me is the town comes and rebuilds the house together after it falls apart. Now, don't start crying now because it gets even better. <coughs> the townspeople come together and they're celebrating that the house is built, but the one thing that hasn't been completed is the doorknob to the door. And the little cousin comes up to Maribel and says, this part's for you. So because she reunited the family and reminded the family Madrigal what was important, they felt that it was her duty to open the door. She finds her gift. She goes and she puts the handle in the door and turns it. And the miracle, the magic is restored to the home. And of course, one of the little uh, window slaves goes, ooh, 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 and she goes, hello, Casita. John was Bruno, but John was also the seven-year-old nephew. He was the one telling us, prepare for this miracle. Remember, we, the people of Israel, have been promised a miracle. We have been promised a Messiah. But if we look at the gospel story, and not only that, the, the story of the incarnation, what are the people of Israel doing? The majority of them are focused on, well, Rome is occupying us. Um, we're not living a good life right now. Uh, we're always concerned that more lands are going to be taken from us. They're focused on their gift. They're, they're being Israelites. They're protecting themselves as the people of Israel and not focusing on God telling you through John the Baptist, Hello! I'm sending myself to help you. And it is not until the incarnation itself and Jesus, just like Maribel, just being himself, the incarnate word of God, coming into the earth, 
that the tribe, the family Madrigal, comes back together and realizes that just through the Incarnation, God has fulfilled His promise. God has brought His gift, His miracle, the people of Israel back to us. Now we know Jesus had a rough time. But the whole time Jesus did His works, His ministries, yes, He did miracles, but His primary purpose and His primary focus was being Himself, which is being the Word of God for the people. He delivered a message, He delivered His gift, solely by being himself and showing the people of Israel what God is really like. In fact, if you're on the Revised Common Lectionary to, uh, today, the Revised Common Lectionary's reading talks about how we will never know God, but we will know God through Jesus and what Jesus did and said. There was a lot of people who in the time of Jesus never realized that he was the gift. They never realized he was the miracle. Even at the point of his death, when Barabbas and Jesus were both there, they said, free Barabbas, crucify Jesus. In this time, in this, in this world today, where COVID numbers are going up, where people are going homeless because of tornado or winter storm or fires, where people are going hungry because their home was destroyed by a fire or tornado or, or they couldn't keep up with their bills because they lost their job due to disease. It's hard for us to remember the gift. It's hard for us to remember what the incarnation means for us. It's the opening of the final chapter of, Christ, of God's revealed message to us. Christ coming down is the beginning. It's the prologue. As we heard on Christmas Eve, it is the Word of God becoming flesh and dwelling among us. But in that sense, it's also the completion of the story. Because the prologue of the Gospel of John also ends with, and he came to those which he called his own, and they did not know him. But to those who believed in his name, he made them children of God. So, I think what I learned from, from watching Encanto was that sometimes the greatest gift you can give others is to be yourself and listen to what God has for you as a part of his divine plan and live that out. I know it's hard. Right now we want to be everything everyone else wants us to be. We want to be care providers, and we should be. We want, to be, we want to be the financial breadwinner if we have to, if that is our part of our family dynamic. And we should be. But we will not fulfill the blessing that Christ has for us in our lives until we, like Maribel, can realize sometimes my gift that God has given me to others is just being myself and taking the confidence of picking up that candle and unlocking the door to, to the miracle. Sometimes people just seeing you as a genuine Christian and a genuine person shows the light, that candle, that just wouldn't go out. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you felt blessed by the message and would like to join us, 
Come and see by joining us for worship every Sunday in the Faith Hall at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in the Colony, Texas. You can also find out more information about us and leave us a donation if you feel so called to support our ministry, or you can join our member registry and subscribe to our newsletter by going to prodigalsonecc.org. We can also be found on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash prodigal son ECC and on Instagram at prodigal son ECC. Thank you and God bless.